Welcome to Mindful Actions. I'm Beth Backus, and I'll be your host as we travel to the center of your universe. So my husband and I thought it would be fun to have a discussion on the podcast this week about how people think differently. Aaron and I have been together since 2003. We started dating freshman year in college, which I'm now realizing was 19 years ago. That seems completely impossible. How has it been that long since then? But anyways, without further ado, Aaron, say hi. Hey, everyone. I'm Aaron. I'm new to the podcast, but I've been listening to Beth for a long time, so I guess I'm a veteran. (laughs) So over the years, we've noticed how differently our brains process things. But it wasn't until the past few years when we started practicing mindfulness that we really began to understand how the other person is thinking. Before, we basically just knew we processed things differently, but we weren't really paying attention to why the other person might be perceiving a situation differently. So we have the perfect example from last weekend. In passing, while we were busy doing things around the house... As I walked past our coat closet, I mentioned pretty loudly to Aaron, who was in the other room, that I wanted to reorganize the closet. And so, Aaron, tell us what your first thought was when I told you I wanted to reorganize the closet. I asked you why you wanted to reorganize the closet. Yep. Just a simple question. And what was my reaction when you asked me that? You got annoyed that I was asking you why you thought the closet needed reorganized, and you were irritated I didn't get really excited about it immediately (laughs) when you told me your idea. Yeah, and then dinner was ready, and we basically just ignored the argument even happened until after we put the kids to bed. But we were both still thinking through it in our own ways during that time. So then once we did actually have time to revisit it and talk through it, what did we actually figure out? So we realized that there was a lot going on between us cleaning up, getting dinner ready, and the kids running around, and Beth had planned to just make a quick comment and wasn't prepared to explain herself or have a long conversation about it. So she was thrown off, and I just simply wanted more information. (laughs) Yep, that happens a lot to us. Despite the fact that I have a podcast, I really don't like to talk very much. I was kind of just expecting you to say, okay, cool, and then we would move on. So when you asked me why, my brain immediately went to rejection mode and I assumed that you didn't want to do it and you didn't think it was a good idea. So I got mad. Plus, I get flustered when there's a lot happening around us and we're trying to sit down and talk and the kids are kind of impatient. And I knew I didn't want to get into that discussion right then because we were busy. So I kind of just shut it down by snapping at you. So people listening that know me know that I'm a talker. And I also like to have a lot of information and all the information about something. I typically feel the most at peace and my mind is the most at ease after I've talked through something or have all the information. Beth is okay with having minimal information sometimes. Beth doesn't need to know all the details. As an example, when I'm driving and need directions, I want Beth to tell me most of the route ahead of time, all the turns, what roads I'm going to be on. Beth just wants to know what the next turn is. (laughs) Yep. Okay, so from your own perception, now that we've been practicing mindfulness, how did the result of this argument now in 2022 differ from how the argument may have gone maybe five years ago? 
I think for me, it was knowing to take those few minutes to think about the fact that you were just making a comment and that it didn't need to be a big discussion immediately. The old me wouldn't have given myself or you the space to let it go and just realize later that the argument was pointless. Yeah, so for me, it's that while I was cleaning up after dinner and reflecting on it, I know that I still would have been angry in the past. I would have been angry that you were making me explain myself and I would have just kept quiet, not wanting to mention it again. And then I probably would have just gone to sleep and been completely fine in the morning, having completely forgotten about it. That was the old way that I coped with things, ignoring them and then going to bed like I'd just feel better in the morning and I'd be unsure of how I'd bring it up again later, but it felt fine in the time. So let's face it. I am very good at passive aggressively shutting a situation down just so I don't have to keep talking about it because I don't like to talk. But now that I've practiced mindfulness, I'm able to focus more on the present moment and better understand to be more open-minded to other people experiencing a situation differently from me. Because of mindfulness, I was able to realize that the tone that you were using to ask me why wasn't actually rejecting my idea. That's just the way that I perceived it in the moment. Instead of letting my old way of thinking dominate my response, I stopped, I became present, and I acknowledged what was happening. And that actually reminds me of a quote by John Kabat-Zinn that is, mindfulness means being awake. It means knowing what you are doing. So how often do you react to something without even realizing what you're doing? Maybe a family member or a coworker or even a stranger says something that just triggers you into an old reaction pattern. You react before thinking about what was even really said. Or maybe you tend to get so excited to be a part of a conversation that you interrupt people without letting them express all their thoughts. Or maybe it's all internal, like what I used to do. Maybe something someone says something that really bothers you, but you just keep it quiet and let it ruminate inside. Well, guess what? Mindfulness can help with that. So your mindful action for this week is to wake up and be present when you're interacting with other people. Really listen to them. Notice their words and their tone. Notice how you are responding and think about why the other person might be seeing the situation differently from you. We talk a lot on this podcast about being present for ourselves when we're doing tasks on autopilot, but we haven't really yet worked on being present for others. Because being present for a conversation is a form of respect. So it's actually a form of meditation called active listening meditation. You are respecting the time and thoughts of another person. You are allowing them to be present in this space with you rather than you interjecting your presence onto them. The act of paying attention is how you become present and it's how you wake up your mind and it's how you truly live in the moment if you Live your life and allow other people to be there with you. The mantra we will recite today in today's meditation is, I will focus and avoid the temptation to zone out so I can be a better listener. Okay, so now we're about ready to go prepare for the meditation portion of the podcast. So everyone say bye to Aaron. Bye, Aaron. (laughs) All right. I'm going to go reorganize the coat closet while you finish here. (laughs) Okay, great. (laughs)
Today, to practice mindful listening, I want you to sit in a common area in your space or outside where there is a little bit of movement. We're not trying to find a quiet, still sanctuary space today. And if you need to pause the podcast and walk around a bit to find a good spot, listening for noises in the background that you may normally ignore, go ahead and do that. To practice active listening when you're in the presence of others, you must also practice when things are calm and quiet. Learning to recognize and acknowledge sounds around you is an important part of being present. The more we learn to ignore the sounds around us and get lost in our thoughts, the more likely we are to also ignore the people around us. We can get used to the idea of tuning things out. One of the main focal points of mindful listening is to hear without judgment. Don't think about how loud or quiet or annoying a sound might be. Instead, simply identify it and think about the action of the sound. Why and how is that sound happening? How am I hearing that sound? So let's begin by taking in a few deep breaths together to get settled in our space and our mind. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. Breathe in. And breathe out. Now, let's focus in. And as my daughter's preschool teacher would say, turn up your listening ears. Take a moment now to identify what you hear. Start first with the obvious sounds, things that are easy for you to hear and identify. No judgment, just acknowledgement. And breathe in, and breathe out, breathe in, and breathe out. Now, prepare to listen very intently. Focus on your senses. Hear those noises that are barely present. Noises that quickly come and go. Noises that you usually tend to ignore. Sit still and listen. 
No judgment, just acknowledgement. And now take some deep breaths and let's recite our mantra for this week. I will focus and avoid the temptation to zone out so I can be a better listener. I will focus and avoid the temptation to zone out so I can be a better listener. I will focus and avoid the temptation to zone out so I can be a better listener. I want you to focus on listening in at least twice a day this week, once with quiet, mindful listening by yourself, and at least once with active listening while you're communicating with someone. If you need more tips on practicing being attentive while talking to someone, head over to the blog or sign up for my weekly Mental Notes newsletter. There are so many ways to practice listening. I know you will be able to find one that works for you. So go out, have a great week, and don't forget to turn up those listening ears. <laughs>